Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey there, kids. It's me, Mr. Creepypasta. And before we get started on tonight's story, I'm just going to let you know about one quick thing. That's that this weekend, February 11th through the 13th, I will be in Birmingham, Alabama for Comic-Con. It's been quite a few years uh, since I've been able to do a full convention like this. So I'm super excited about it. I have my mask on. I'm ready to meet people. And I got a whole bunch of posters and also a whole bunch of uh, Valentine's Day cards that I had special made just for this convention to give away for free. So come say hi to me. Come get a signed thing from the convention. And yeah, on to tonight's story. This will, of course, sound crazy. And I won't blame you if you think I'm deranged, but I promise you that everything I'm about to say is true. That the experience I went through really happened, and that the implications for the fate of the world should be seriously, gravely considered. Not even sure if there's a point in posting this. I mean, who knows if anyone will actually read it, or if there's anything that could be done about it. I'm scared terrified of what it all means. But I'll share it with you if only to unburden my mind somewhat of the terrible knowledge. In short, I have the suspicion, if not the certainty, that a lot of people in the world are the real life equivalent of bots. Your neighbor, your mailman, your barber may just very well be biological machines, pre-programmed, living, intricately scripted, but nonetheless insincere lives. I'm not saying that we're living in a simulation, but that the current population of the world, a, a figure that presently sits around 7 billion, isn't altogether real, that the number isn't entirely accurate to the amount of living, breathing, earnestly alive members of the human race. Much like a phone comes pre-installed with bloatware, hogging precious storage space, I think our planet's population has been falsified. I believe the number of naturally born humans is, is much smaller than 7 billion. Maybe, and this is being generous, it's, it's, it's at half of that. Why do I believe this? Because I recently had an experience that I can't explain can't reconcile with what I've been shown and told about how people behave, think, exist, both within my own nation and culture and elsewhere. Earlier today, while waiting in line for a coffee at a shop not far from my apartment, I happened to see a fairly attractive, smartly dressed person walk through the shop's front door. I saw them holding their phone in their hands up and a little bit away, obviously filming themselves for social media, You know, not, not wanting to seem rude or be inadvertently drawn into the video, I looked away. The line moved on, and I eventually grabbed my order and I sat down at a table where I began reading a book that I brought earlier. A person filming themselves eventually placed their order and after a few minutes came to sit at a table next to me, still with their phone held out before them. 
I wasn't exactly annoyed. I had no reason to be. They, they weren't talking loudly, they weren't interrupting anyone, but there was something unsettling about their behavior, something unnatural. Not just in the sense of walking around filming yourself, it's been contemporarily natural to do that for a while, but in the way that they were doing it. Their behavior was very showy, you know, almost theatrical. The way they were tilting their head, sipping their coffee, smiling, laughing. It was it was so uncanny. Halfway through my coffee, I spilled a little on my table, and I got up to grab some napkins. When I passed the self-filmer, I happened to glance at their screen, not really intending to be nosy, just curious as to which media platform they were using. And what shocked me, what made me pause mid-stride and mentally skip a beat, was their screen, what wasn't on it, the screen was black. There weren't any images, there were no lines of text, no icons of any kind. The whole time, for at least 10 minutes, they'd been broadcasting to no one. And even as I regained my composure and walked past their table in clear view of them, they were still behaving as if there was an audience or some stream to which the video was being fed. I sat down, perplexed and unsettled. Though if you asked me at the time, I wouldn't have been able to say why. Slipping an unused napkin into my book as a makeshift bookmark, I started to nonchalantly, so I tried, watch them out of the corner of my eye while occasionally sipping coffee. And I wouldn't be able to keep up the appearance of reading, so I, I instead went for absent-mindedness. And still, they continued to pantomime all the motions of streaming to an audience, showing every sip, every bite of the cookie they ordered, every cute and whimsical community-submitted painting on the wall behind them. It was eerie, you know, watching them with the knowledge that I had, and I found myself growing increasingly disturbed with each dishonest second. Finally, I became so unreasonably creeped out by the disingenuous display that I leaned over and, with feigned politeness, asked them what their username was, saying that I thought that I'd seen them online before. In a gesture of maddening dishonesty, they held up their finger to the phone camera as if to say one second, and then leaned towards me. Our eyes met, and I immediately got a weird, vaguely primal feeling of fear, not dissimilar to how you'd feel seeing a mask of someone's face that was, in all respects, realistic, except for one minor but glaring detail. Just as I was about to repeat my question, thinking that perhaps they had heard me, they took a deep breath, smiled, and said, You know the one, right? Had they simply said, You know the one, and left it at that, I would have assumed Instagram. I'm not too familiar with social media beyond entertainment forums, but whenever I hear about influencers, it's usually Instagram that I see mentioned in relation. But the... right? The definite inflection of a question piqued my curiosity and unsettled me a bit. The suggestion that they weren't familiar with the platform they'd been using for nearly 20 minutes set off some psychological alarm in my mind, one that bordered on a fight-or-flight response. Not wanting to cause a scene, really just wanting to get out of there, I nodded, forced a slight chuckle, and withdrew back to my seat. After an awkward and creepy moment of stillness, they did the same, and went back to their fake streaming. I didn't bother to watch them anymore, I, I couldn't bring myself to turn back. After a few more minutes, during which I tried and failed to recapture the interest that I'd had in my book, 
I got up, I threw my trash away, and I left. I walked home. I replayed the weird encounter in my head, and in doing so, only served to further frighten myself. There's something so inexpressibly off about the person, and I wanted to see if I could find anyone else like that. Anyone who, for whatever reason, wasn't actually doing the activity that they presented themselves as doing. I walked around town for a while, aimlessly, trying to spot people superficially engaged in some sort of activity. I saw countless people on their phones and tried with a, about as much grace and stealth as possible to see whether or not they were actually doing anything on them. Not all of them were. That's right, I, I caught several people, six or seven, in a sample of dozens who weren't actually texting, browsing feeds, or talking to people. Their screens were blank. Not merely dimmed or locked, but blank, devoid of interface, activity. Their fingers flicked and tapped, their faces smiled and grimaced, all prompted by, or in response to, nothing. They were like children playing pretend amidst crowds of other genuine humans who were wholly oblivious to the lies. And all these people, like the person I witnessed in the coffee shop, were off in some way, not outwardly creepy, but subtly, almost imperceptibly uncanny in their behaviors and expressions. Some displayed movements that were too practiced, devoid of any variation or style or personal touch. Others were on the opposite end of the spectrum, too uncontrolled, too lax, jittery, uncoordinated. Most people within a community adopt some basic standard of behavior. They exhibit, at least in public, the learned mannerisms and motions of a society. But none of the aforementioned people fell into this common behavioral middle ground. They were so different. In ways that you wouldn't notice unless you had consciously taken note of the behavior sometime before and then, and then endeavored to seek out and study it. I didn't confront any of these people. I was, I was too freaked out. And honestly, I was too fearful to even think to approach them. I watched, I observed, and eventually I recoiled away from every single one. There was no specific race or age. Their races, their sexes, their fashion sense, their ages all varied, but they all had in common that strangeness about them that once you noticed it, it was an unmistakable uncanniness. Had that been the end of things, I probably would have gone home and forced myself to forget about it with some dumb TV, junk food. But when I began making my way home, after having spent nearly an hour looking for these aberrant behaviors, I found myself face to face with another one. With my roommate. They approached, they said that they'd been waiting for me for nearly an hour, and I remembered that I had asked if they would like to go see a movie with me after I grabbed some coffee. In my odd experience and subsequent amateur investigation, I'd forgotten all about the plan. I apologized, I gave them admittedly a lame excuse that the coffee shop had been out of milk, even though I get my coffee black. They forgave me, they asked if I'd still like to go, catch a later showing. But even as they smiled and playfully nudged me, I saw in their face that same uncanniness. That now unmistakable falseness of physiognomy. To test them, to see if they'd actually perform an activity or simply be fed the information by someone or something, I asked them to look up showtimes. By this point, my heart was racing, so to both appear casual and to settle myself down, I got out my own phone and started randomly flicking through menus. They asked if I had a preference for them, and I said no, then casually 
Walking beside them, I angled my phone so that I could get a video of their screen. It's not looking like I was trying to film them. A few seconds passed, and they had pocketed their phone and told me that they'd booked a seat for us. I thanked them, and we went on our way. I started a conversation. It was something about our personal lives, and then casually checked the video that I'd taken on my phone. When I finished, I watched it twice more, and then... My blood chilling in my veins suddenly blurted out, Shit, I, I gotta go! And I turned around. In a way, it was a genuine statement. I, I wouldn't have been able to continue walking alongside them after having seen the video. In the video, their phone screen was blank. They hadn't looked up any movie times. Somehow, they'd acquired the information or had entirely lied about it. They didn't say anything at first, and I didn't look back, didn't want to see them feigning surprise, but just before I could round the corner, I heard them call out, Okay, I'll meet you at the theater. You know the one, right? And the exact same questioning inflection that the person in the coffee shop had used. I moved out of the apartment. I didn't give a reason. I packed up my belongings. I called a close friend, one who thankfully doesn't exhibit any odd behaviors beyond the usual quirks of an early millennial and paid them a few bucks to help me move things in a hurry. I've since seen a handful more of them, those fake or unexplainably scripted people. There's something going on, or maybe maybe it's been like this. Maybe since the beginning of mankind, there's been genuine people, but also performers or mimics or, or doppelgangers, space fillers, human bloatware. I don't think the internet is the only thing that's filled with bots. Good evening once again, kids. It's me, Mr. Creepypasta. And I want to tell you thank you for watching tonight's video. Or for listening to tonight's episode of the podcast. That's available on Spotify. Or on Apple Music. Or on uh, any, any other places that you can get podcast. I'm not, I'm not entirely sure where people listen to podcasts. Uh, if you guys are watching on YouTube, though, I would really appreciate if you click the subscribe button, click that thumbs up button, and hit the bell for me, because that's what we're supposed to say now. We're required by YouTube law. As always, I want to give a big thank you to all of my supporters on Patreon. You guys are the real MVPs, and you allow us to get a whole bunch of custom stories that are only heard here on this channel, on this podcast. So, a very big thank you to... Jordan Alexander Sanchez, Stephanie Butler, Bobby Carmen, Tristan Pelton, Chase Burnett, Diana Krause, Maria Walker, Tanya Oren, Payne Gravy, Inactive Hermit, Austin Johnson, Crazy Kid, Mr. Marcus Blitz, Aka Limchok, Dirt Diver 030, Matt Bach, Jabbles Raz, Voice of Sand, Coffee Zombie, Matthew McNeese, Shelly J, Jeremy H, Raltazal, Ficomel, Nana, The Morgan, Nick Weaver, Melted Lake, Tali Sue, Sky Maria Ravenswood, William King, Reaper 61167, Darth Miver, Micah Ortiz, Satanic Ares, Nessie, Parafa Panda, Bardo Hawk 764, Lambda M98, Harley, Billy Morrow, Sashi Suzaku, My Body Sounds Like Rice Krispies, Miss Xander, Suji Campbell, Stricken, Azarine Fox, Freddy Krueger, Happy Birthday Jason Wilson, Lisa Cottrell, Caspian, Hades Nephew, Tater Chip, Acid System, Prozac and Pancake Appreciation Society, Cryptic Nightmares, Kiri the Sloth, Tommy Green, Fester's Lampshade, Sky Harbor, Nico Kyle, Rafael Rodriguez, The Ginger Bros, Aaron Stormcrow, Daniel Polson, Trace Miles, and Corey Kenshin. And of course, everybody who's down there in the description as well, and everybody who can support on Patreon.com slash MrCreepyPasta for even $1, I appreciate it greatly, and I'm sure that all the authors that we were able to work with appreciate it too. So, 
Thank you guys so much. Thank you for listening and sweet dreams. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.